Hello, and welcome to Bruce World, How I See Things. If you haven't guessed it, I'm Bruce, Bruce Handler. And with each episode, I plan to discuss a thought-provoking topic and, of course, share my point of view. To talk about humans and the interesting things we do, maybe teach you a thing or two, share some facts that are really true, and make you laugh at least once before I'm through. Hello, and welcome to episode four of my podcast entitled, What's Life Like Living in the Weeds? And <laughs> not the kind that grows on lawns. So before officially starting this episode, I must share this one disclaimer. It's that I'm not a scientist, researcher, grower, seller, or medical expert when it comes to marijuana. Therefore, a few things I'll be sharing in this podcast may possibly be very right, or slightly right, or slightly wrong, or maybe more than slightly wrong. Because it's hard to keep up with all the research going on and all the data out there when it comes to this topic, but I do believe that what I'll be sharing about the effects of marijuana, and in particular versus cigarettes, is pretty accurate. And I'll also point out that any of my conclusions or views do not represent the views of management, whoever they are. Now, how can anyone claim to be a true podcaster and not talk about this really budding topic of weed? You know, pot, grass, the ganja, the herb, a joint, blunt, Mary Jane, Aunt Mary, reefer, Bomb Sharon, Daba Dank, Chiba, Hippie Lettuce, Boo, Hay Nuggets, or the infamous Sticky Wicky, just to name some of the over 100 alternative names used to refer to weed. I mean, honestly, can you think of any other thing on the entire planet that is referred to by so many different names? I'm sure, of course, that many of these various terms came about when, you guessed it, People were a bit high. So here I am talking about weed, and no, I'm not lighting one up while making this podcast or chewing on an edible. In fact, I must admit that when it comes to certain things, I could be viewed as a pretty straight-laced dude, or a bloke, if I happen to live in the bloody United Kingdom. Although that makes me sound so old and boring like a real fuddy-duddy, and definitely not someone that would likely be fun at parties or social gatherings or even be invited to such events. However, those descriptors I just used to somewhat define me don't tell the whole story by any stretch of the imagination. And now for the rest of the story. I mean, it's true. That no matter how many times they've been offered to me, including when I was in extreme back pain, I never managed to try weed or any illegal drug of any kind. Even when I was young and impressionable, I've never been one to succumb to peer pressure and pop a quaalude or take a hit off a joint at some party. Okay, so I did give in to peer pressure once when I was cajoled into entering a Twinkie eating contest, which... I actually won, even though I hate Twinkies, and even though my dad worked on advertising displays for Hostess. By the way, they make Twinkies. But I digress. And in addition to not trying drugs, 
I was never a cigarette or cigar smoker. Okay, wait, hang on. That's not 100% true. When I was like 10-ish, a friend of mine, also named Bruce, and I'm not making that up. We were actually known as the two Bruces, but again, I digress, which for sure might make you think, maybe he's on the weed. Well, we did try a cigarette once. So one day, while walking through an alley in the city of Chicago, Bruce and I found a package of cigarettes. And they were actually cherry-flavored, at least that's what it stated on the box. We each lit one and took a puff. And I recall a lot of coughing, and worst of all, that it tasted and smelled a lot less like cherries and a lot more like elephant poop. Not that I really know what elephant poop tastes like, but one can imagine. And that was the first and last time I smoked anything. Now let's be clear about one thing. I am in no way judging those who smoke the weed or who eat the various edibles, the brownies, the gummies, the cookies, the candies, the mints, etc. that contain cannabis. Although if there was a weed brownie batter that existed, I don't know if I'd be able to refrain from at least giving that a try. And I have no issue that someone opened a pot store the size of a garden and nursery supply center within a couple miles of my home. And at certain times during the day, you'll find so many cars in the parking lot, it looks more like a car dealership. Now, years ago, prior to the legalization of medical marijuana, I happened to write an editorial on why I thought pot should be legalized. And it actually got published in a Chicago area newspaper. But what was even more hip to me was that an organization in Illinois that was fighting for the legalization of the Bernie circulated my article among their entire membership. Heck, even my parents actually tried pot at some party they attended with a group of their old friends. Although funny enough, this didn't occur until they were in their 70s. Strange, but true. I don't know, maybe I'll be ready to try it when I'm around that age as well. Now, unlike former President Bill Clinton, who claimed that he never inhaled or had sexual relations with that woman, Monica Lewinsky, I can honestly claim that I never had sexual relations with that woman, Monica Lewinsky, either, or smoked pot. But unlike Bill, I did inhale quite a bit of it. Okay, so I know you must be asking yourself, what is this Bruce guy talking about? Well, I'll tell you. Back in the old days, when I was just a wee young sophomore in high school, prior to some golf matches, my teammates would light up a doobie, pass it around amongst themselves with the windows rolled up, of course, so that people were less likely to see or smell what they were up to. And this caused the car to fill with the skunkweed. So, no surprise. By the time we reached the golf course, you might say we were more than a bit loopy. Perfect for golfers who needed to be able to concentrate, focus, and see straight. So yes, you guessed it, we lost a lot of matches. <laughs> Switching gears a bit. Did you know that a majority of states have now either fully legalized the use of marijuana or have decriminalized it, and a number of others allow the use of medical marijuana? Which means there's a lot of cocoa puffs floating around out there, lots of people lighting up or 
having a spike gummy or brownie, and with sales taxes so high, pun intended, some states are making hundreds of millions of dollars in pot tax money, which is just a stoned throwaway from what they're making from all alcohol taxes. Now, even I had to stop and read that twice because I couldn't believe it. This is one industry that's indeed sprouting so fast, it's making me and other people's head spin. Now, for my next segment. It's time to get a little blunt as I highlight a few important factoids about the use of the bobo bush. And unlike me, real researchers are still studying the long-term effects of marijuana use. Now, a couple of studies, as in two, did show that very heavy use starting from a young age may have some impact on mental abilities over time, but can't so many other things like playing hockey, lacrosse, rugby, water polo, football, or soccer, or any other sport where you might get hit in the head, or this can, of course, happen just from aging, which I can personally attest to. I mean, I need a calculator to make the most basic calculations these days. That is if I can remember where I put the calculator. And yes, I still own a calculator. And there are so many people who want to compare smoking weed with smoking cigarettes. But there's in fact little comparison because cigarettes are filled with so many toxins. And the last time I checked, toxins also sometimes go by the name of poisons. Now, what is a fact is that cigarette smoking is the top risk factor for lung cancer and a major cause of heart disease, but there's no scientific evidence, at least none that I've come across, that suggests in any way there's a link between marijuana smoking and lung cancer or heart disease. Now, there's no doubt that inhaling smoke of any kind can cause some damage to lungs, but People smoke, on average, many more cigarettes than they do weed, and it's reported that lung health risks of smoking weed appear to be relatively small and far lower than those of smoking tobacco. Now, what about all the positives of marijuana, unlike cigarettes, which basically have no positives? It's that marijuana can be a great way to relieve anxiety and address numerous mental health challenges. It's an amazing way to relieve all kinds of pain, in particular chronic pain for a number of illnesses or ailments. It's also known to lessen tremors when it comes to Parkinson's disease, helps to treat glaucoma, and helps cancer patients minimize the side effects of their treatments. Just to name some of the main benefits of the Kush. And how can I not point out that it's clearly much safer than any opioids and far less addictive. Now, as you know from my first podcast, I have very strong negative feelings about those who choose to drink and drive. The same goes for anyone who drives while under the influence of anything, including pot. And it doesn't take much of it to cloud your senses and impair your judgment. So since smoking the MJ can hurt your motor skills and make driving a car, motorcycle, etc. much more dangerous. This is a brief public service announcement to remind people, in particular young people, let's be smart. Unlike the golf captain, my high school golf team, please don't drive when you partake 
in the use of the Jolly Green Jive. Now, although smoking the Dinky Dow can have wonderful benefits, I have experienced firsthand how the blaze haze can impact things people do in their daily lives like work. So to that end, I'd like to end this segment with two somewhat entertaining experiences I had when it comes to getting high and working. And it should come as no surprise that both situations happened in the state of Colorado. And no joke, these stories are true, and I have a witness. So one time, my son and I were staying at a very nice resort near Beaver Creek, Colorado, and they offered a very cool service where someone would come to your room and fit you for skis and boots. And how can I pass this up since it came as a package deal with the room? I was thinking it would save us all kinds of time the following morning. But this is when I first discovered that mixing work and legalized marijuana was not necessarily the wisest of combinations. My son and I were to be fitted at 7 p.m. At 7.30, I called the ski rental place, asking if maybe I had the wrong time, and they said no, I had it right, but there was just a little bit of a problem. You see, they told me the two guys who were supposed to fit us were running a little late, (laughs) that they were kind of lost. But not to worry, they would likely turn up eventually. Well, the likely turn up eventually comment (laughs) gave me pause. So I asked how far was the ski rental shop from the resort, and the guy on the phone laughed pretty hard and then said, well, (laughs) it was actually right across the street, and they only provided services to the local hotels. At 9 p.m., there was a loud banging on my door, and guess what? It was the ski rental guys. And guess what they smelled like? (laughs) Dead skunk. And they couldn't stop giggling like two little schoolgirls, and we could barely understand what they were saying or asking, but when they uh, said they got a little lost, I couldn't help but break out laughing. I mean, these guys were so wasted and confused that it actually took over an hour for them to even remember how to do a fitting and get everything in order. And I found out later it usually takes about 15 minutes, but they kept dropping boots, skis, poles as they walked back and forth from their van to the room, forgetting our sizes as they made some of these trips. Needless to say, When I look back at it now, it's pretty hard not to laugh. I just hope they managed to arrive home safely, given that they tried to get into the wrong van in the hotel parking lot. Well, I love Colorado, and I've gone back a handful of times now. The very next time after the ski trip was in the summer, and it was a plan that I had to ride bikes down Pikes Peak. And if you haven't done it, I would ask you to think about adding it to your bucket list because it was truly one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. Now, even though the temperature was in the 80s or so at the bottom of the mountain, it was about 32 degrees at the top with a wind chill of about 10. Now, before getting in the van to ride to the top of the mountain, we were told there was absolutely no need to bring jackets warm pants, gloves, or hats, that everything would be supplied by them at the top. 
Now, I should have paid attention to the obvious red flags given my history. It was that schoolgirl giggle coming from the two van guys as they were talking to each other, and both seemed to be having a tough time maintaining their balance while putting the bikes on the top of the van, as well as having a tough time putting full sentences together. Well, after a pretty long ride to the top, you can only guess what happened, right? (laughs) I heard one of the guys say, So I thought you were going to make sure we loaded the two bags of clothes. No, man, that was your job. No, man, that's your job and you're a goofball. At this point, I was waiting for a Cheech and Chong movie to break out. As they went back and forth, arguing and spending time fruitlessly looking in the van for the bag of clothes. They did remember one bag, and it had enough clothes so that some of us could have a hat and others gloves and some jackets, and a few can have pants, but they were short on pants since most of those were in the missing bag. And my son was only wearing shorts. He then experienced quite a chilling ride for the first 2,000 feet down the mountain. And although I wore pants, there was no jacket for me. And all I can remember were my teeth chattering so hard that I thought some of them were going to break off. So, the moral of these stories is I should either stop traveling to Colorado or when crazy things happen, just go with the weed flow or count slowly from 1 to 420 when these mix-ups occur. Try saying that ten times. Or smoke them if you got them, so you don't care about whatever happens. Well, I think it's time to end this segment and for me to split this joint and roll away. After all, I think I'm getting the munchies. I think it's time to catch up with some of my good buds and talk about taking our next trip. So thanks for stopping by, and thanks for listening if you're still awake. I hope you were entertained, maybe learned something new, smiled a time or two, and here's to having at least an okay day. And if you don't, that you have what it takes to make it through. This is Bruce from Bruce World, The Way I See Things, and I hope you'll join me for my next episode. <laughs>